You're listening to the EFC Podcast. This is Brian Stiller, and you're listening to Dispatches. Venezuela, it has more oil wealth than Saudi Arabia, yet today it looks like Syria. It's a country in free fall. It's hard to imagine how much longer this country will last. And in the daily updates, we listen to multiplying horror stories. There's no food, empty medicine shelves, the stunning number of kidnappings, and the hemorrhaging of, well, up to 10% of its population now. This incredibly beautiful and rich Latin American country, it's the paradigm of ideological delusion, of bureaucratic dissonance, of governmental piracy, of police intimidation, and the outright robbing of the public purse. Now keep in mind what I'm talking about. This is a population of about 30 million the size of Canada, up on the northeast coast of South America, colonized by the Spanish in the 1500s. In the late 1880s, it became independent. Long it's been the bastion of military strongmen. And in the 50s, following a series of elected governments, it ended up in 1993 with Hugo Chavez becoming president. He died in 2013. But during his rule, and get this, Venezuela with more natural oil reserves than Saudi Arabia, it came unglued. It mirrored Cuba's economic management and it drove it to financial ruin, with shortages in almost everything and millions fleeing the country for survival. Now today, its current president, Maduro, a former bus driver, he turned his failing country into a kind of police state. He merged the dire economic realities with religious intimidation, social fiascos and an unending litany of debilitating stories of starvation, needless deaths because of the lack of medicine, and people who are frankly fatigued by the dishonesty and the failed governance of this country. Responding to resistance with authoritarianism and repression, day to day this country, it just teeters on the edge of utter disaster. It's about to collapse into a valley of ruin with its short-term prospects hanging on attempts by its opposition leader, Juan Guaido, to arrest its national leadership. Interesting to note that Transparency International reported that they weren't able to measure the level of corruption in Venezuela. Here's what they said, and I quote, Layer upon layer, violence and corruption, handmaidens of the powerful rule. While these factors exist in various degrees in many countries, here corruption has become statecraft. End of quotation. Within this boiling cauldron are people of faith. They live with resolution, determination. And here the Evangelical Council of Venezuela is seeking a new way of societal accord and peace and reconciliation. Pastor Sam Olson, president of the council, he called recently, and I quote, together to pray as a family asking God that through his Holy Spirit that he would direct and bless our nation in this critical hour of its history. In my last visit to Venezuela, it illustrated to me how evangelicals operate in this kind of country where repression and social disintegration rules. The Evangelical Council in Venezuela is part of a worldwide network of national alliances in 130 countries under the World Evangelical Alliance. Here in Venezuela, led by Pastor Sam Olson, who was born in Venezuela, is the voice of the evangelical community. It's a Christian grouping 
that numbers about 25% of the entire population of the country. I sat with them, the leaders of the Alliance and members of the National Assembly, and we addressed the importance of allowing people to live with religious freedom. It was interesting, as I sat there in the National Assembly, one of the deputies, which is the elected members, was a Pentecostal. And she told me, Brian, I find socialism to be aligned with the gospel. Well, there are others who are also Christian who challenge the government's handling of social and economic policies. We then went out and met with a Roman Catholic bishop, and after prayer, we talked about how the gospel speaks into these critical issues. The next morning, we went with the Jewish community, a relationship between the Jewish community and the evangelicals that was nurtured by the Alliance. They, too, were feeling the pressure of the government's policies and wondered as to their future in this land where they were born. And then in the evening, down in the heart of Caracas, I joined Sam Olson and other pastors with about 1,200 who had come together for the midweek 6 o'clock prayer service. And as their world was collapsing around them, central to their habit was praying together. It was a wonderful moment. And so as the scenario of this country works its way into resolution, people find their strength in these times of and places of prayer and spiritual solidarity. Russia, as you will know, have sent but 100 soldiers into Caracas. And all the government blocked roads preventing supplies and foods to arrive they finally made an exception with the Red Cross. The political scenery is increasingly complicated. It's freighted with all kinds of possibilities. And my fear is that it would end up in a kind of renewed Cold War with Venezuela, the center of the proxy battle between the East and the West. So what can we do? Well, getting money and goods into the country is almost impossible. But keep on the lookout for ministries and organizations and find ways to do that. Of course, on the ground, the political and economic situation is constantly changing. But remember that prayer is never the final resort. It continues to be front and center to our arsenal of spiritual engagement. So here's a short list in your daily prayer. First, as the people of Venezuela experience catastrophic leadership, pray there will be a peaceful resolution without it becoming a military state. And secondly, with this social unrest and starvation and widespread medical needs, pray for pastors and church leaders as they guide their people through these days of difficulty and as they look for food and medicines for their people and for themselves. Third, pray for political leadership, whoever is in control that they would refuse the option of corruption and civil strife and instead bring to the people honest and fair rule. And finally, pray for Christians who as salt and light live the life of Christ in their civil society and may Christians be wise and gracious, strong and loving, ever giving evidence of the Christ who as servant taught us all how to lead. This is Brian Stiller and you've been listening to Dispatches. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To listen to more and to subscribe to Faith Today, Canada's Christian magazine, please visit www.theefc.ca forward slash faith today.